You can definitely hold on to to your dog if you want. Yeah. It's it's very like Joan Rivers view or something <laughs> like that. He loves this yeah, and let me just uh, move your mic a little bit. Make sure that you're not too far. And uh, okay, and uh, we're welcome back to the Wages of Cinema podcast. Uh, and uh, we're back again with our local vocal series. Um, and today, uh, once again, I'm back in New York City and looking over an absolutely gobsmackingly awesome view of midtown manhattan uh i feel like i've made it folks uh and uh today my guest is uh a really lovely actress and also producer and uh, a writer as well uh and uh, her most recent project which is uh uh gain, you know getting some good views online is uh called awful terrible lizards and uh I'm sure to talk about that and then lots of other stuff. And I'm pleased to welcome uh, Lindsay Elizabeth Hand. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and uh, don't don't worry, you can speak up a little bit if you want to. Um, awesome, I will. Yes, be be outspoken. Be be like uh, you know, let your inner woman roar. Or whatever. I'm gonna be me. That's and then good. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I. You know, okay, so just a little background. So I met you for the first, like, two years ago, and uh, we were talking about that, how it was literally almost two years ago to the month, and yeah. I think it was, I think it was because you saw that I had just put out Green Eyes, it had had, like, one of its first festival screens, and you yeah. just wanted to meet me. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I think I reached out to you through Facebook. Yeah. Um, I asked Thomas Wesson if you were cool, because I saw that on IMDb. <laughs> that, that I wasn't a psycho, yeah. that I could be talked to. <laughs> I was like, is, is he is he cool? And uh, Thomas was like, yeah, he's really cool. I'm like, great, I'm going to Facebook chat him. Um, and mm. yeah, and we uh, we met up for breakfast at my favorite diner. Oh, talked yeah. about projects. And mm -hmm. yeah, no, it was nice. I think, yeah, it was like probably two years ago, maybe this week even. Yeah, and I and I just remember that conversation was just being like very natural, as if we had known each other for a while. And then, but the thing about that conversation that was interesting was going all the way back then. You had already had the idea for this uh, series, Awful Terrible Lizards. Yeah. Had it been how long had it been gestating before that? Well, actually. <laughs> It sort of came to me when I was in Georgia. I was home visiting my parents. Okay. I guess it was probably May, two summers ago. Um, and I was super bored, out of my mind. <laughs> and my sister didn't come home with me, so I was you know, pretty much just hanging out by the pool with my parents every day. Um, and I was trying to think of my next project and what I was going to start writing. Um, and I just, I've always loved dinosaurs. Um, I had a big poster <laughs> in my room when I was little of all the different dinosaurs and I could name all of them and tell you stuff about mm. each one. And, um, so I sort of had this idea for like dinosaurs in New York and I didn't tell anyone besides my parents because, you know, those were the people I was bouncing ideas off of. <laughs> and, um, I was like, so I, I had an idea and they're like, great, what is it, honey? And I was like, what about, um, like dinosaurs that live in New York? And my mom looked at me and she's like, hmm, maybe keep thinking a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they love this yeah, show maybe, now. Yeah, maybe 
<laughs> don't don't tell anyone. About don't that. you know that was interesting. Um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I don't think people really understood it first, but I really tried to write I, out stuff and, I think and make them when, understand. Yeah, because I think when you first told me about it, I was trying to picture it as well because I was like, okay, so are they? Like, are they CGI? Are yeah. you are you doing some kind of what's thing the special like that? effects budget for this? Yeah, and then when I but then when I saw it, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, uh, it's she's she's making it so cheap that yeah. that's part of the joke. Yeah, exactly. That they're just where'd you get those heads, by the way? I actually we had to Did hire we had to hire an artist to carve them out of hard foam. Oh. I originally um, you're in my house right now, so like I made this art and I made yeah yeah I was gonna say there's a lot of great art like just on the walls it's uh so you made all of this tapestry yeah Yeah. so um so in like the art in my room and stuff but um so originally I thought that I could make them myself and there were a lot of failed attempts of uh me trying to construct dinosaur heads with wire and paper mache and balloons and um, clay and all different types of things. They all looked really crappy. And wow. um, so, you know, where do you find all good artists? On Craigslist. So <laughs> I made a post on Craigslist um, basically looking for a combination of a props master meets costume designer because, mm. I mean, we needed someone to make something but also make something that the actors could wear. Um, mm. and we found Tasso and he has just been amazing. Um, you know, and we're originally there's actually four dinosaurs, but with our oh. budget we could only afford to make two dinosaur oh, heads. Really? Oh, and so, so so you had to kind of condense uh, a couple of characters yeah. over time. We actually plans for the series coming up. Um, we have a couple of uh, investor meetings this month. Um, so so well, in a way, do you look at this as being the as something that you want to maybe expand on, that totally. you want to make an even bigger series? Yes, totally. Nice. Basically, what we've been releasing was actually promo material that we shot last summer. And, uh, do you have any protection? Oh yeah! Oh yeah, I do! I got these razor-sharp teeth! I've got these claws! And... Oh, you mean condoms. Yeah, no. Listen, uh... You're really scaly down there. And also up here. And everywhere, really. I've got lube. I'm gonna go. I wanna leave. No, no, no. You're not gonna leave. <laughs> We're gonna watch Sex in the City now. It's I don't, okay. I don't wanna do that. Oh, you're my new boyfriend. That's why you came home. You're my new boyfriend. It's gonna be fun. You're scaring me. It's gonna be really scary, but really fun. Okay, because um, I thought this was the series. This was it. This is basically what we've been using, sort of as proof of concept. Yeah, I know. I know all about that. Yeah, I, I, I have something like that in the works so, as well. So. so you know how it is that, like, especially for a high concept dinosaur comedy, like people yeah. kind of need to see it before they even want to read your script or or, right. or read your pitch deck or anything like that. So this is actually promo material that we shot last summer. There are individual scenes that we pulled from different episodes. Oh, so. 
There are longer episodes of yes. this? Yes. Okay. Yes. We actually, Alex oh. Estrada, I created the series with him. Yeah, we I was going to ask, what, what, what was his, uh, when did you come to, a, to him with this? Pretty much, um, I decided to be very prepared because Alex is an amazing writer and he okay. really he really judges people when they're not prepared oh. for things. <laughs> so I, I mapped out sort of the characters and what I wanted for like each episode and my concept for it. And um, he helped me make all of that make sense. <laughs> and then we wrote it together. So there's actually 10 episodes written okay. that are sort of like adult swim length. And mm. then we So have, they're all kind of short. They're all still kind of short. Um, and then we actually have a full-length pilot written that we've been mm. pitching with. Um, but definitely plans coming up. We, we have some investor meetings, and we'd like to shoot... Um, 10 episodes over the next three months oh, um, that are real that are real episodes not okay. just like snippets so still shorter so you almost have like a dinosaur bible at the ready yes yeah, so <laughs> I have it right there on the table because I'm going to a meeting this afternoon so um, but yeah I mean people want to see your plans for it and what you've accomplished mm. and Definitely, we've been trying to use social media. I know people always say that, but... Well, it seems like it's gotten a good number of views so far for something that, you know, it's a pretty strange out-there yeah. concept. and we're not but... famous. Like, I mean, we're working, but we're, you know, no one knows who we are or what we're doing. So I've been trying to do all those cliche things like hashtags and, and tweeting and, and, you know, sort of releasing them at the same time every week so that mm -hmm. people know when to look yeah. out for it. Well, it's a, good, it, it's a good timing in a way. I mean, now uh, Jurassic World's out. People are loving dinosaurs once exactly. again. It's the fad. Uh, it's yeah. uh, not, not a fad. I mean, it's dinosaurs have always been popular, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, People love yeah, dinosaurs. No, but it's it's a funny series uh, from what it's I've sweet. seen so far. Thank it's you. Uh, you know, especially the episode where it's a parody of Bravo, where it's Bravo. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, <laughs> is one of my favorite episodes. You know, like um, I produce this with my company, but also my best friend Andrea Kafori. Um, she helped me co-produce it with her company, Mystic Row, and she directed it. But like, definitely, that was her. Like when she read that episode, mm. the the Bravo episode, she was yeah. like, "I'm so into this show." And I was like, "Girl, you get it." <laughs> You get it. <laughs> was, a, it uh, was it all scripted? Did you go a little bit off book for that? Honestly, for that one, we it pretty much was all written down. Okay. Um, yeah, it was all written down. Yeah, I would think for that you would need a structure. Yeah. It was, you know, it's really tough with, you know, I'm a huge reality TV fan. <laughs> I my, love reality yeah, shows. My, my, I, don't really go, I'm, I don't really watch them myself, but I'm in the room when my wife is watching stuff yeah. like America's Next, okay. America's Next Top yeah. Model, na, Project na, Runway. Na, 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 na. Yeah, Project Runway, all yeah. great one. I'm super into RuPaul's Drag Race right now. It's, it's the, <laughs> for people who are listening at home and don't know what RuPaul's Drag Race is. Well, I know RuPaul. I, I was, uh, so he's, he, he, there, he's still a thing. So it's like, it's like America's Next Top Model, but okay. for drag queens. Uh -huh. But it mixes in Project runway elements because they have to design their own costumes and do a runway at the end of every yeah. show. I'm obsessed. Um, I'm crossing my fingers that one of my friends one day will be on it. Um, his name's mm. Bob the Drag Queen and he's pretty big here in the city. Okay. Um, and if the rumors are true, maybe he'll be on the next season. So I <laughs> hope so. Because I will literally die if nice. he is. Um, <laughs> I will die. Um, oh, but yeah, no, I, um, I'm, super, I'm super happy to 
you know, have the ability to sort of make the things that I like that are, are weird and, um, you know, it has taken time. I mean, I started my company four years ago. Mm. Um, and yeah, originally it did start off of, you know, me paying for stuff and it feels good now that we've, we've grown enough that people can start to pay you to make your things. Um, let's, uh, let's go back a little bit now. It's funny because, uh, before, um, like when I was watching certain things online of yours, I noticed that uh, you had done, an, uh, you'd been on Alan Bendich's show, yeah. Way to Go. Yeah, the Way to and, Go. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever been on that? Yeah, I was like the. Yeah. It was funny because I was like the second or third guest that he had on, like period, because he was in Green Eyes, and he, I guess he started off the show as a way of, in part, promoting himself, yeah. which is cool. But he was also interviewing the people who were part of his work and yeah. I, I guess I was one of the first people that he talked with um but I but when I saw that he interviewed you it was like I started to watch it and then I decided to turn it off because I didn't want to think like <laughs> oh wait but he already asked that question how can I yeah. ask that but I did the one thing that I did hear though was and I guess you just said it earlier that uh, you were you're from Georgia yeah Okay. I'm from Georgia. You know, my mom is, she's originally from Pittsburgh and Long okay. Island. So, you know, I always joke that I uh, was raised by a Yankee in the South. So we weren't allowed to say y'all. And, um, mm. she, you know, th- she was pretty strict about uh, not letting us have an accent um, or oh, get too okay. crazy. So, um, oh, so, so you grew, so, so your parents didn't have that accent then? Not really. I, they kind of do now because they've been down there longer. Oh. But um, it's just kind of something that you absorb. Yeah, you over absorb time. over time. Okay. Like even you know, my grandparents are from um, like New York and Connecticut and, okay. and Pennsylvania, so they've always lived up here. And then mm. when uh, we were in high school, they moved to Georgia. And they, they're so assimilated now. Like, my grandpa has a tractor. They have, like, a farm with a couple of acres. And you really, like, once you're down there, you just become a part of it. Where, where in Georgia? Um, I'm from Valdosta. It's really south Val- Georgia. Valdosta? It's called Valdosta. Oh, Valdosta. It's I a weird like, Okay, because I thought for a second you said Valhalla. And I'm like, what, really? <laughs> I'm from Valhalla. Um, I'm from Valdosta. If you've ever driven to Florida, we're the last major city. I'm putting major in quotations for everyone who can't see me. Um, major city before you hit Florida, so you could drive to Florida in like ten minutes. Oh, so you, okay, so it's not near Atlanta or anything. It's no. more near Florida. Yes. Okay. So, but it's cool. We're um, we're super big on sports. Mm. Um, I mean, not me personally. <laughs> Obviously, I'm. But it was a big thing in that town, as yeah. it is in a lot of small towns we, in America. ESPN actually voted us Title Town USA one year. So Title means, Town USA. It means that like we have like some of the most winning sports teams in Valdosta. Sweet. We have like the most winning high school football team. Um, like all of our, pretty much all of our schools have won state championships or national championships. So. Um, I think people are just like super athletic in my town, uh, except for me, <laughs> which is why I did drama. <laughs> yeah. So was that uh, when did when did that start for you? Was that uh, and was that something that like your parents were they supporting that at all? Um, my parents said that when I was little, when I was like two years old, um, I would always like try to like direct them <laughs> to like act out Line the Witch in the Wardrobe with me. And like, oh. I'd always like create my own costumes with like blankets and shoelaces and, and act out Disney movies. And they're like, oh God, she's, she's going to be an actress. Um, but they've, so the, al- they've always the, been super supportive. And the design part went all the way back there too. Yeah, exactly. I just, I like making things and I... 
I do really love producing things because I think it's just like a organizational thing that I enjoy. Um, but I, I was in my first play when I was five, oh. um, and my parents were always super supportive and would like take me to the local theater to audition for things. And um, my sister, it's kind of funny because she's a nurse um, uh, in Long Island. She's a nurse, and it's funny because when we were little my parents would take both of us to things and she would always get the bigger part and I'd yeah. always be like, you know, kid in the background number six. <laughs> <laughs> but like my sister would be like the no-neck monster. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of funny. Mm. I think she was better at it was, than was I was. Was she a little sister, big yeah, sister? Yeah, she's my little sister. Oh. Okay. So, but yeah, no, um, I've always kind of done it and in high school I'd always do like theater camps in the summertime and um, <laughs> and even in college I would go and do like I would try to work at places in the, in the summertime so when I graduated college I, I moved a week later where'd you go I went to Columbus State University in Columbus Georgia um, we're like top for theater in Georgia okay um, so you we were very you, so you were very much in Georgia for a while yeah I did go to school in Florida for a year I went to Flagler College in St. Augustine Florida okay. um, and I met some of my best friends in my lifetime there, um, but I didn't super love uh, the school, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved the that, beach. That, that, that's always a factor. It's like even yeah. if you you can love the people there, but if you're not having a good time yeah. at that school, you got to split. Yeah. I was like, are we really reading Hamlet and Death of a Salesman? Like, I read that in, like, sixth grade. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's that's not at all heavy for a, for somebody at that age, is it? No. Oh, Hamlet. No. Please. I did that when I was 11. Yeah. I please. Did. That's so fifth grade. Um, no, but uh, my dad's a professor, so okay. he was like, nice. if you're not happy at your school, you need to transfer ASAP. Um, before all your credits get messed up. What does he teach? He teaches uh, sociology okay. at Valdosta State University. He's a great teacher. Like, I mean, always. Uh, I mean, once I was old enough to have friends in college, you're like, is your dad Dr. Hand? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I'm, I'm obsessed with your dad. I swear <laughs> he's the funniest man <laughs> I've ever met. Like, he's so cool. And I'm like, oh, I know. And they're like, he always talks about you. And <laughs> so it's, it's sweet. Like, uh-huh. um, I remember one time I was, like, not even in my town. Like, I was somewhere random, like, in Atlanta, like, at a bar or something. And I was just, like, chatting with this person. And they're like, oh, you're from Valdosta? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I went to Valdosta State. I was like, cool. And they're like, we started talking about stuff. And they're like, you know what? One of the... I love Valdosta because one of my favorite people that changed my life, like he was my professor at Valdosta State and, you know, he taught me so much and he made me a sociologist. I'm like, hold up, what? I was like, is it Dr. Hand? He's like, yes, yes, it was Dr. <laughs> Hand. I was like, that's my dad. <laughs> but it's so funny that he like launched in this story about how great this guy was. It was my dad. So I do have great parents. That's so. sweet. What does your mom do? My mom is a high school special ed teacher. Nice. She okay. has a emotionally disturbed and reading disabilities. Mm. Um, she's like one teacher of the year for her school system, and she's she's amazing. Um, both my parents are so great, and yeah. I really feel you like you come from an academic background. That's yeah. always a great thing because you know those those type of parents always are. You know, unless if the unless if the parents of of uh, one of those crank professors, <laughs> yeah. but you yeah, know, then but yeah, it sounds like you had that good nurturing background for that sort of thing. Yeah, they were, they were great. And, um, yeah, they always really valued education and, um, reading. And those are all things that I feel like have influenced how I am as a person, as an adult. And, um, it's important. You need those role models. Totally. You know, sure. 
Um, so when you're doing a lot of this theater stuff in high school, what are you, uh, like, when you're trying to figure out what it is that you love, is it more of the, the comedy? Is it musical theater? There are, like, lots of different types that you can gravitate towards or dip your toes into. I've really never been a good singer um, uh-huh. or really a good mover. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess I have done musicals. I was in Reefer Madness when I was mm-hmm. in college for Chattahoochee <laughs> Shakespeare. But um, I I don't feel like I'm a super strong singer. So unless you want someone to, like, funny sing, okay. like, no one's going to cast me as that. But uh-huh. um, I was super obsessed with Shakespeare in high school. Okay. Um, so, so when you... So by getting Hamlet at an early age, that actually kind of put the zap on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom, she's a high school special ed teacher, but she teaches English. Um, So, you know, joking about Hamlet, she really would, before bed, read us Hamlet and just sort of (laughs) skip over, you know, maybe the last scene. (laughs) Whatever happened to Hamlet, Mom? Well, he just ran away. See, Um, it's funny. If I had had that as a kid, it's like... You know, for me, it was just like the Lion King. That was yeah. my Hamlet. For you, it was like, please, <laughs> I know the real story, all right? I, oh, I love Lion King, too. But, yeah, no, I really, in high school, I was really obsessed with um, with Shakespeare. and yeah. um, Well, that's when they definitely give it to you, and, you know, students either roll their eyes at it or they really do yeah. go for it. Actually, you know? my, my, I went to private school, so... Um, we had like smaller classes and smaller groups and my mm-hmm. drama teacher, um, because I was so obsessed with Shakespeare, she actually, for my senior year, um, we did Macbeth as like our big right. thing. Oh, that's and, my, my favorite. Oh my God. It's my favorite. And, yeah. um, she like somehow like cut Macbeth down to a one act so we could take wow. it to the one act festival. So basically if oh. you take all the scenes that people know, it is a one act. Yeah, um. I mean, you basically, t- so you were, were you Lady, Lady Macbeth? Yeah. That's um, always the part was, to play. It was great, and I I won Best Actress at Region and at State, and it seriously was probably, like, one of the most bizarre things to be playing that as a 17-year-old, but I loved it, and mm. um, I think I freaked everyone out in my whole school, but I was so, yeah. I was so into it. Yeah, the thing I've I've come to really appreciate with Shakespeare over the, over the years is that, uh, it, you do need though people who can interpret it in a way that makes it emotional in a yeah. way because that's that's really the key for me. I mean, if uh, if you can find a way to you know because the language is from 500 years ago, but the people on screen or the people on stage are really delivering it in such yeah. a way that it has to connect, and that's why uh, like I it's hard for me to dismiss that stuff yeah no you know it's good when you understand when yeah. you really understand and you're you're like in it that's when you know it's so good the have you seen the trailer for the new Macbeth movie um yeah with uh, michael fassbender yeah. i think it looks that, good that looks great i think I'm, I'm excited for it i think it looks really good but um i used to do more theater stuff when i first moved to new york mm. um but two years ago i got super burnt out and i was like oh. i just need to take a break Okay, because I yeah, I, was, well, I guess I was gonna maybe move, move into that a little bit. So what what caused was it the theater thing that made you come to New York? Was it something else? I think uh, I just knew this is where I wanted to be, and I have family up here, so it okay. it helped me to transition to living here in the city that I had a support system, and um, you know, originally <laughs> I found a paper that I wrote when I was eighteen when okay. I was just like organizing my com- my old computer when I got a new one. And it was it was 
sort of like my thesis for my life and like what I wanted to do. <laughs> I'm sure someone made me write it for something. Yeah. But it was like, I will only be a stage actress. I'll never do film. All these things. And I was just like, oh my God, how little did I know about the world and what I was about to try to do? Because yeah. like, I mean, film and honestly TV, like especially TV comedy, like it's my passion lately. And um, but you don't know those things until you until you test them out. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that in college there was no uh, was there like a you know in some schools they have a acting for camera type of class. We actually didn't, and something that huh. um, I really think that my theater department should look into doing. I, I've talked to my professors that still teach there and stuff. But what I would do, I went to Columbus State, which is um, just like an hour outside of Atlanta, so. Yeah. I would apply to things in Atlanta and then just take my car and drive to the audition. Mm. And I booked a couple of things, um, mostly because, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many people are really then were trying to be actors in Atlanta. Now there's so much acting in Atlanta because they're shooting so much stuff down there. Um, But I guess that was sort of my own camera, um, was just like looking for film auditions that were shooting around me that I could drive to the, the thing. I did my first film when I was 18. It was like a mockumentary type thing, <laughs> and I had like a very, I don't know, I had like one scene in it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh. Um, but yeah, originally I just moved to New York because I knew this is where I had to be, and that, um, and I just wanted to do it all and just see what mm. stuck. So was that, what, like how many years Two, ago? I've been here now for six years. Okay. So that was 2009. Cool. I moved in May of 2009. Mm. And at first it was, at first it was theater, theater, theater. Yeah, at first it was just like, me applying to everything. I think as all of us do, we're like, okay, yeah. wow, I can actually like apply to things for real. I, I With booked... maybe some independent stuff. Yeah. Like one of the weird things when I was kind of going on YouTube looking you up, you were there was some video where it wasn't like the full thing. It was a teaser for something called Cinema Therapy. Cinema Therapy. Yeah, I was on. Yeah, that was. Was um, that like a show or something? That used to be on uh, Wii. That was on Wii. They would show. Oh, okay. So you were a guest on uh, a Wii show? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I felt. I forget his name. I think it was like Chuck Nice or something. The comedian. Yeah, he looked guy. like a comedian. Yeah. You, yeah, that I knew. He. I feel like he hosts a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, I actually, I had some. I I got some things when I first moved here. Um, and it made me feel good. I'm like, okay, like I booked my first commercial when I was here, mm. uh, after three days, I booked my first commercial. And, and I think that cinema therapy thing I got the first month I was here. Um, yeah, I can tell like, cause in the clip, my hair is so blonde and that was like, <laughs> that was the very first <laughs> month when I first yeah. moved here. Um, but yeah, they just, uh, they show a movie on Wii and then we'll ask you questions about what you would do. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, that was, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, like, on YouTube, that I'm sure there are things, there there are a couple of things on YouTube where I told people to take my name off of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess there are a couple. <laughs> there are always those things that when you're, you're, you're just trying to build up your reel and build up your resume, and, you know, it's, it's, it can be tricky sometimes. This is something I talked about a little bit with, uh, with Sarah Seeds, yeah. is that when you're you first never trying know. to get your, yourself out there, you know, it's sometimes you, you know, you do have to be careful about who you, oh, totally. you know, match up with. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like sometimes you do an NYU film, and just because they're at NYU doesn't mean that they actually care about <laughs> their uh, work or what they're doing or whatever. They're just trying to get by for maybe a grade, and they're not really yeah, taking it that totally. seriously. So, yeah. No, people have always been really sweet. If I'm like, hey, like, um, 
my agent, I, sometimes I do make things up, but I'm like, my agent told me I should take my name off of this. Oh. <laughs> so I like blame it on my, well, mi- name my names, agent. But yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, yeah, it's just, um, you know, whatever. And I always, I always try to be sweet about it, but, sure. um, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel lucky cause like I moved to New York, like pretty much the same year that the market crashed. Mm. So everything was a lot cheaper when I first moved here. Like, right. I mean, I paid a thousand bucks and like I had, a, I had like a skylight in my room and, <laughs> and we lived in Murray Hill. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, then like, as soon as we moved out of that place, they raised the rent like $2,000 for Jeez. the next person. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't even it's imagine like seeing the change in just a matter of a few years. Yeah, here. totally. Yeah, I can't crazy. imagine, like, trying to move here now when yeah, the city is so expensive. That's something now. that, you know, not to get on a tangent about, but I just, there, I was hearing somebody talk about this recently where one of the things that when it comes to coming to a place like New York City for young people who want to be artists or be artistic, you know, whether they're actors or painters or doing something creative, you need to have some space where, you know, you don't have to spend a lot. That's yeah. why... You know, New York in the 80s, it was not a very safe place to be all the time, but a lot of people cheap. came here because it was cheap. And yeah. there are these little enclaves that happen and these places where people got to express themselves yeah. and make little movies and stuff. And now, you know, there's the danger of that being lost. I, I totally think there is. I mean, I've been here now for six years, so, like, I've been working on <laughs> making more money every single year. And, yeah. like, I can't imagine... Um, I know that like what I moved here with wouldn't cut it now. Yeah. I mean, when, when you have to give first last and, you know, some people are asking for, you know, two months security on top of your first and last month's rent. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I, I sold my car, but luckily I had a car mm. that yeah. was worth <laughs> selling. There Thanks mom go. and dad. Um, <laughs> they're like, you only get one, you get yeah. this one car. If you wreck mm-hmm. it, you have to buy yourself a new car from now on. But yeah. my parents got me, I had a VW bug when I was in high school and college. And luckily those don't really depreciate in value. And so when it was time for me to move up here and not have a car, I sold that. And that was like my starter money. But you know, a lot of people ask how I make money doing this. Mm. And I always tell people that you have to treat it like a business. Like I know a lot yeah. of artists aren't business minded, but you can still teach yourself those habits. Um, like have your business cards, work on your website, do a cool podcast, like put your <laughs> put yourself out there because people, unless you tell everyone about what you're working on, no one's going to know. Yeah. And find a way to do it um, so that people don't get annoyed with you. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely see that for sure. Uh, and actually, that could lead into, uh, um, so how did the whole idea for a production company come about? So uh, Edge in Motion, right? Yes, Edge in Motion. It started originally as a theater company, which uh-huh. is why I need to buy a new domain. <laughs> That's okay. on my to-do list. It actually just is expiring next oh. next month, so I probably will have to get a new domain because it has theater in the title it's edgemotiontheater.com okay but it originally started as a as a theater company um i just wanted to produce better content for myself as an actress mm. um and i was still super into theater uh four years ago um so it started it off as that it was it was me and uh jean-louis uh, my husband okay not my husband at the time yeah. but my <laughs> husband now well that's great um and 
he is he comes from a marketing and business background. Okay. So um, it just interests him as an idea to see what it was like and um, see how you market those things and how you try to make money from those things. Mm. So I guess it kind of was like an experiment for us. Um, our second play that we did, we actually broke even, hmm. um, which is pretty much unheard of in the theater world, um, especially because most theater companies are not-for-profits, so um, yeah, you I get mean, lots of grants and stuff. Yeah, um, so was it like, because uh, sometimes I see a lot, you know, some of my actor friends over the years, I've, I've gone to see their work, and they've been, you know, little black box theaters yeah. and stuff like that, so was it in that kind of setting? We actually um, decided to see if we could spend money to make money. So mm-hmm. we actually got Urban Stages on 30th Street, which is a pretty large, larger, small theater. Cool. So it's like 100 seats, um, not a black box, actual nice. like proscenium stage and stuff. And, um, you know, we put an ad in backstage looking for new plays and um, Lloyd Pace submitted the meeting with Stanley and we just thought it was so funny and weird and we we were look, looking for like a comedy farce type play and it totally fit that and it was totally bizarre and um, so we produced that and ran it for uh, three weeks I think mm. is what we did. Now were you always acting in these or were you, or were you just producing? I always act in everything okay. I produce. Pretty much there I can maybe count maybe two two things that I've produced that I didn't act in. Um, okay. For me, the acting makes the stress of producing worth it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I will go above and beyond for something if I'm also acting in it because gotcha. it benefits my acting career the further I push it. When I'm producing something, I'm always excited for the project because I agreed to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really care about it in the same way because... Mm acting is my passion um after we did that play um um we we spent i don't don't know i think we spent around eight or nine grand on that play and we Mm. made that's what we made back so we like broke we broke even we didn't make any money on it um but But you got your name out there we got our name out there and you know people came to see the show and our last couple of um performances we sold them out and like we're like wow this is like actually working um then we moved on and did, um, we produced a film that is still being edited. I can't even oh. believe I'm saying that. I think you and I talked about it no, before. I, Flip. Oh, well, it's, is that on, I think I see that on your IMDb, though. Is yes, that we from, have, it's, yeah, I guess it's from when we. Should I not even mention that? No, we can talk about <laughs> Slip. Let's talk about Slip. Uh, no, yeah, um, so Slip a, is a sci-fi film uh, okay. set in 1945, and it's basically a reimagining oh, of the Manhattan Project. I saw, I saw a clip of it. And you're real, so Tom is in this. Yes, Thomas yeah. Weston is in well, it. Is that when you, you do like an X-Men move? Yes. <laughs> you should see. I'm sorry, but that, I just remember that now because like he's showing yes. up to you as an officer and yeah. he's just like, whoosh. I'll show you, uh, we actually, the special effects came back for that scene this week. The special nice. effects are taking a very long time, but Sweet. like we don't want to rush it so Mm. the trailer actually doesn't have the special effects in it we just like cut before it starts to happen um but i'll show i'll show it to you um before you leave i think it looks really really good um but yes so the special effects are taking forever in that um it's a reimagining of the manhattan project so instead of developing the bomb they're basically activating powers in people and then sending them overseas um so it's I think it looks really good. I mm. love all the actors in it. Um, it was written by Charlie Reeves, uh, directed by Sam Day, um, and uh, shot by Hilarion Banks. And I, 
I love everyone in it. Yeah. Um, so that is taking a very long time, mm. obviously. That, that we shot it two no, years that, ago. That's something that just it happens. I mean, uh, you know, as with uh, you know, like Heaven Is Now, that's that's kind of one of the main things is getting the, the special effects right. Totally. And like you know, we've spent this long waiting to finish things. Um, you know, speaking of Jurassic World, like our director worked on Jurassic oh, World. Did he? <laughs> so he. Well, wow, that, that's funny how the, that worked yeah. out. Yeah. No, it's so funny. So he uh, worked. He does production accounting for like big features and TV oh. shows. So. That was, you know, one thing is, like, we don't like to work on things unless our director's here. And he was down in New Orleans for, like, almost yeah. a year. Now he's back down there again. But, um, but yeah, you know, things take time. And we're like, you know what? It's taken two years. I'm not going to, like, rush this thing just to finish it. Like, I want it to look nice. Um, mm. But after after Slip, we transitioned more into, like, TV pilots and TV stuff and yeah. making YouTube videos and, and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, well, I guess you have to find that sort of balance of what people are going to be watching, and uh, you know, and how again, how you're putting yourself out there. Like some, you know, a lot of, you know, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a film guy, and yet I know now that uh, I, I have to keep thinking about things that I can make into a long form yeah. series. Yeah. That's just the way that things are moving. Yeah, totally. More and more. I, I love TV and um, I try... Oh, no, I do too, but, you know, good TV. Yeah, good TV, of course. You know, like RuPaul's Drag Race, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, no, yeah, there I, you go. I love TV shows and, like, yeah. right now... I never watched Dexter, so like that's what I'm watching lately. Oh, is like because you know all the episodes are on Netflix. Yeah. I've, I've been watching. Obviously, that. with a show like Awful Terrible Lizards, again, that's something that's very out there. As you mentioned, Adult Swim. You know, there, some of the humor in that leans a little bit, I guess, to like the sort of Tim and Eric ish, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know if that's sort of correct. Uh, like, what are some of the other comedies that have really sparked you over time? Um, that I like to watch. Yeah, I don't know. Things that or inspired you or just things that you gravitate to. I'm obsessed with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. So I really, really love that. I love the characters in that. And I think that inspired me a lot for Awful Terrible Lizards. Mm. I just like how for each episode the scheme like resets <laughs> back to one. And like I just I just like that. That you can... They're characters that are so well written and so developed that you know what they're going to do... Sometimes they mix it up and they don't exactly do what you think they're going to do. Yeah, but some of it's outrageous, some of it's really silly. They're all so selfish and um, they yeah. want things for, you know, they want it to go their way all the time right. and it can just lead to right. such crazy situations. Mm. And I think for, like, Awful Terrible Lizards, that was a big inspiration that they're they're not just, like, dinosaurs that live in New York. They're, like, kind of awful, terrible uh, persons. Um, <laughs> that, they're, yeah. that they're all very selfish in their own ways like my character Allie is like very selfish um she always thinks everyone's hitting on her and everyone loves her and she's very needy and um you know we're all sort of like selfish in in different ways and mm. you know obviously there's a lot of metaphors there for how I think flying around yeah, what yeah I think, just because like, I'm a just because I'm a lizard person doesn't mean I have don't have emotions yeah, exactly. and wants and needs and stuff like that and uh yeah and like <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of bizarre stuff in that. Like, I think the image that I just I always remember is you putting the. I think I told you about this the other night. Was you putting the ketchup on the dog? <laughs> yeah. Was that you or your friend? I forget. I I put the so that's my Chihuahua Aries. Um, <laughs> oh, that is your dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, I you can't see in the video. It was a little movie magic trick. Um, but we like positioned um the hot dog 
buns like all the way around him, almost like a hot dog life vest. <laughs> Okay. So when the ketchup goes on him, it, it looks like it's going on his fur, but it's just going on the hot dog buns. But yeah, I'm going to eat the dog. So You heard that first. The little <laughs> secrets of the movie yeah. world. <laughs> we'll just cheat it. We'll cheat the camera. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, a awful, terrible pun. Hot dog. Yeah. He points to the hot dog. No, side. that's I love the I love goofy puns like that. That's oh my the best. God. That, that's an art form unto itself. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, speak, uh, but yeah. yeah. But speaking of comedy, so when does uh, I've seen you done a lot of stuff with UCB? Are you yeah. doing stuff with them as well? Yeah, that's been a focus the last year and a half. I've been um, just finishing their program. Like I'm about to start uh, 401 for improv, and I'm about to start 301 for sketch. So those are both like the final classes before advanced. Oh, study. okay. So and it's like they're they're sort of levels that you attain yeah. with it in a way. It's it's kind of annoying to sign up for classes there because you have to follow them on Twitter and then you have to sign up for the text updates from Twitter. So when UCB like posts a new class, you get a text and then you click the link and it's filled. So oh. it's it's it takes time to complete it, but I've been I've been loving doing stuff there and the more you're a part of the community, the more people say like, "Hey, like I wrote you this thing. Do you want to come do this sketch show mm. on Wednesday night? And you're like, oh, thank you so much. Yes, I would. Mm. Um, so, like, I did improv, like, on Monday night at Max Seller. Like, last week I did um, He Said, She Said at UCB, which is... Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I actually saw on your website you just did a... Yeah, the He Said, She Said thing. Yeah, it's uh, where male writers write for female actors and mm -hmm. female writers write for male actors. So okay, it's like, I, it's, I get it. So it's like forcing... Uh, people to write for the opposite sex basically oh. so alex estrada um because he loves me he wrote me a really <laughs> funny three-page monologue called the tiger lady um <laughs> so he he's in ucb too yes alex is super involved in ucb and um he's on a mod team so mod night is monday nights and it's their like house sketch teams mm. um so he's a part of goodbye handsome um and so yeah he's very involved yeah. Um, By the way, I should just mention that for anybody listening and want to know, if you actually go to lindsayelizabethhand.com, <laughs> giving the little plug in, I am not, I, I'm not a total uh, unprofessional. I know how to put in my plugs. Uh, if no, no, but if you go to lindsayelizabethhand.com, you can actually see the schedule of things that you have going on because yeah. I see that you have shows all, all going all the way down to November, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to check out Lindsay Hand, Lindsay Elizabeth Hand person, you know, you can check out the website and there are all the dates there. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, is it Lindsay Elizabeth Hand? Is it all three? So I think I asked you about this a long time ago. So it's purely a marketing technique so that Lindsay Lohan stuff it's, doesn't come up when you Google me. It's, so It's like with, uh, it's funny because I just saw that this movie, The End of the Tour, uh, I haven't seen that. All right. Well, it's Jason Segel plays this author, uh, David Foster Wallace. And the movie, okay. they talk briefly about how the reason I'm David Foster Wallace is just because, you know, I can just be Dave Wallace. And my manager's like, well, what's your middle name? And he's like, Foster. All right, you're Dave Foster Wallace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was when I was doing... Um, or Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds better, I think. But I was actually, you know, when I was doing stuff in Atlanta, when I was in college... Um, I met the I met this producer guy when I was working on a feature film, and he was like Lindsay Hand. That sounds a lot like Lindsay Lohan. I was like, yeah, it does. Huh. And he was like, aren't you guys probably the same age? I was like, yeah, she's a year older than me. He was like, well, 
you should probably like use your middle name and hyphenate it so that mm. when people look you up that that's what they find. I was like, that's smart because when you look up Lindsay Hand, obviously Lindsay Lohan stuff comes up. Maybe I my didn't know that. maybe my stuff does come up now. Maybe I don't know. I haven't done it in a while, but the hyphen making Lindsay and Elizabeth one word, it's it's just a, thanks Google. I Yeah. <laughs> but and if, yeah, you're, and if you're ever an author, if you ever get into writing, you should be L E Hand. Yeah. Or, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> when I write the next Game of Thrones series. Yes, exactly. Uh so yeah, but the UCB stuff's going good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm loving it, and uh, I don't know I put, I don't know if you notice all the wigs behind me. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I see some of them so, here. Um, yeah, I have a bunch of wigs behind me right now because I'm shooting my character reel this weekend for I'm trying to get onto a mod team, and we'll see if that happens. Um, okay. I really would like it to happen. I think it would be great for them if they put me on a mod <laughs> team. I'm being sarcastic. Uh, I really do want to get on one, so um, you know, everyone says you know a great character always has a great wig yeah <laughs> right that thing people always say um yeah. so yeah i mm. i'm trying to be a lot more involved with them uh this past year and this upcoming year i i do feel like upright citizens is kind of one of the last places you can still get discovered as cheesy as that sounds mm. like you can just do a show there and then you have an audition for snl or then you're on parks and rec and yeah you never know i mean go. i guess well it's also the thing that uh you seem more into the sketch comedy world. You're not into stand-up or anything like that. No. I. It is one of my goals for myself this upcoming year to try to do stand-up for the first time. Mm. I've been writing jokes down for a long time now, but, mm. you know, I. it's terrifying to me. Like, being yourself in front of... Mm. A crowd, it feels a lot different than being there a character. Two, yeah, there are two different comedy skills for sure. Like that's something that I've I've heard people talk about, like on uh, like on the WTF podcast, is that there's there's a comic skill set for just being yourself on a stage Boy. with nothing but you and the audience, yeah. and then there's actually just doing a scene, which is just that's more like acting. Yeah, I think the di the difference for me is like I don't really get nervous for things anymore if I'm acting, mm. but it's really weird if I know I'm gonna be on stage as myself doing something that mm. that does scare me for some reason. And I and I noticed when I was at a wedding last year when I took the microphone to like do a toast, and it just like kind of hit me there for a second that I'm not used to like talking in front of large groups of people as myself mm. um i mean i still like try to make everyone laugh and try to do things but yeah just then i felt nervous for the first time in a long time talking in front of people but um i'm actually reading sick in the head judd apatow's new book where he oh, interviews I comedians okay um so that's been really interesting because it's just hearing he's interviewed comedians his whole life mm. um when he was 16 judd apatow yeah, had i remember a, that yeah he, he just like he interviewed people for like what he, what was supposed to be a book, and people just talked to him like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. He told like yeah. he told uh, a lot of people that he had a radio show, and he yeah. did technically at his high school. Yeah. But like he didn't tell people he was 16. So like yeah, his interview in the book chapter one is Jerry Seinfeld, and he interviewed him in like in the 70s. So. Oh, that's it's like cool. Kind of, yeah, it's I funny. Check that out. I'm um, I'm really enjoying it, but just like hearing comedians uh, talk about how to write a joke or how to work on a set or how to work a crowd that isn't into you it's i feel mm. like this is me trying to get myself warmed up to one day try to do stand-up mm. yeah because it seems like you're already you you are in that mindset already of being cool with just playing a character and getting yeah. totally into that like 
The, the weird thing again, like with uh, seeing some of your work, is the that you you can you also have a good ability to jump between comedy and doing something a little more serious. Yeah, I I, I do I do really like dramatic stuff, and um, I know some people like really want you to pick, like especially like agents and stuff. They want you to sort of focus more mm. on one than the other. But I feel like for my own stuff, I produce more comedy, but stuff that I get cast in. Um, are usually more dramatic things. Or hmm. sci- I have a lot of sci-fi in my reel this year. I was like, wow, I really did a lot of sci-fi stuff the last year. <laughs> um, but I do feel like yeah. I I really like sci-fi stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, it for dramatic stuff, I am very careful when I'm applying to things. Um, I really yeah. try to, like, look up people before I apply to things because that is when you get bad clips back or when people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, but you can yeah. usually tell, you know, thanks to thanks to Google stalking, you can usually tell who's, who's good yeah, at what they're doing. Yeah, there's no dramatic funny or die. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that, that, that site would just be called die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I want to do that sometimes when I get my clips back. I'm just like, I am, no, please. <laughs> I hope this um, hard drive catches on fire so yeah. no one ever sees this ever again um but yeah i do still like dramatic stuff i had um i did a class last night with a casting director and she gave me like a super dramatic scene where i'm like on a date but i'm talking about how my boyfriend died and then he tells me how his girlfriend died and it's like a sort of like talking about like what happened and stuff and i was just like wow it's been a while since like i've had to cry for something Mm. and i and i was excited for it and it happens. Like if I need to, if I need to be in it, I can be. Because I just, I think I really just. You know how to tap into that spot though. Yeah. Because you've had the training, you've had that background. Yes. Over time. I've had. Um, I'm a Meisner girl, so. Um, okay. So yeah, I just try to like particularize things, um, and make them special to me. So then when I come to that place in the script, if I'm reading it, mm-hmm. um, that it's already that. I have some sort of attachment to it. As long as you understand it in the story, then you yeah. can get there. Yeah, I, but I, I do I do uh, like dramatic stuff too, and okay. it felt good last night, especially just when you are able to deliver when you're supposed to. It just builds up your confidence mm. more and more, you know, because nothing, nothing feels worse than a bad audition when you're mm. just like, well, uh, that didn't go too great. Um, but usually if I have a bad one, then I'll have a series of very good ones afterwards. Okay. <laughs> so so that's good. how the pendulum swings. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a bad one uh, maybe like a month ago, oh. and I was just, I can't even remember what it was now. I think it was, uh, I think it was, it was for a commercial. And I, it oh. just didn't, I don't know what it was. It just didn't go well. And then right after that, I had uh, an agent audition that also didn't go well. And I was just like, wow, this is not my week. But then every audition since then, I've, like, nailed. When you say that it didn't go well, is it because you, there was something in in it that you should have nailed and you didn't? Or there was something that they were asking for that was just they were maybe asking it in the wrong way? I think that uh, I just didn't nail the acting part of it. Okay. I think I'm always pretty good about sort of the meeting new people, talking about my stuff and being sweet and, and being myself in front of people. Um, but I think that sometimes people don't exactly understand me or what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. And sometimes they're just like, 
I don't know what to do with this girl. And you can tell, I can tell on their faces, yeah. that's what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, it's okay. I can either, I'll, I'll make you understand. Mm-hmm. These are all like conversations I'm having in my head <laughs> with the other person in yeah. their head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that sounds kind of weird, but especially for like agents, um, I mean, I've been with my agent for the last four years, but you know, I still go, if someone calls me in for a bigger agency, like you go, you go and you see if they like you. Mm. And, um, yeah, the one I had, uh, a month ago, the lady, you could tell she liked what I had on paper and she just kept going, Hmm, well, you are very interesting. You are I want you, oh, no. but but that but she you could tell that like she it wasn't in a negative way but in a confused way. Okay. Where she's like I, I really want you to keep in touch with me. Will you you can I was like would you like me to mail you a postcard and she's like no you can you can email me you can email me um I would love to come like just keep tabs on you so you you tell like they're they're trying to figure out you but they're just not sure what what it there, is there there are times that happens I mean there are people who you know, can kind of glide in, like, one direction, and they always get the same stuff, and they do fine, but then there are also those actors who might want to try something different, or they might have an appeal that's not completely conventional. And I think, uh, yeah, like... Now, I mean, there are two projects, though, that... uh, Like, like, I I wasn't sure going and talking to you about what I would start talking about, but I knew there are two things I watched that showed the sort of wide sort of range that you definitely have and so one thing was called uh i think it's called leather girl (laughs) the leather lady leather lady and the other one is called uh turf turf yes so i think between those two things you can kind of see how far Lindsay elizabeth hand can go (laughs) in acting because i mean the first one i mean with leather leather lady that just looked like a lot of fun I that I wrote that. Okay. So I'm glad you like that. Um yeah, so my my aunt Michelle, my mom's sister is a leather artisan. Okay. She puts leather on walls and uh does leather stuff and yeah. my first two well I guess my first year and a half, my first two years up here I worked for her. Oh, um, okay. as her leather dyer. Um, cause I like to paint and, um, so I would okay. mix, I would custom mix colors and dyes and then dye huge pieces of leather and we would go do installations with them. Mm. So it was, it was a great job for me because, um, it was artistic and, um, she paid me. And then if I had an audition or if I had to film, I just wouldn't come to work that day or I wouldn't oh. clock in or, um, so it was a great job for me, but that's sort of where that character came from was, uh, I filmed it in my aunt Michelle's leather shop. Mm. Um, so all those like tools and other things, those are all things that I actually used to do when I worked for her. Hi, I'm the leather lady and this is the house of leather. We got your red leather, your yellow leather, your blue leather, all types of leather. It's like I always say, it's not the Netherlands, it's the Netherlands. Um, and so it sort of just, it started as a joke because like every time you go to a construction site, all the construction workers are like, the leather lady's here, leather lady's here. (laughs) So they would have that actual accent. They would say that. And she's like, oh, I hate how people say that. Like, it sounds so (laughs) weird. I was like, well, and and then I just started calling her the leather lady. And then I became 
the leather lady every time we'd come I'm like leather lady see it and like it just started off like that but you know it's funny because like every time I check that that has like more views and I think people are just like with like weird leather fetishes or just like searching <laughs> leather <laughs> and they're like oh, oh no. if oh, you type funny. in the leather lady it's the first YouTube video that comes up so. <laughs> but all the other ones are like just ladies and wearing leather uh, <laughs> so um, but yeah uh, I that's like how my just so I don't my, my wife her her email is the Roman amputee <laughs> And that goes back to a joke uh, from, like, her high school, That's which uh, I think was, like, with, like, a friend about something with Julius Caesar or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so those little things just... Yeah, they, like, yeah. stick with you. And then Turf, I did that film. Um, okay, yeah, because, again, like, Leather Lady is... That's one thing. That looks like that's totally in your wheelhouse. That's yeah. almost, in a way, and I don't know if this comparison is off base, it had a little bit of, like, a feel, like, of something I, would, I used to see on the Tracy Ullman show or yeah. something like that. One of those <laughs> really big characters. Yeah. Uh, but but Turf was, like, that was one of the more... That was so unusual. But it kind of brought me back to the stuff that I used to, like, to watch or make in college. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's definitely a weird one. Uh, made and directed by Steve McFarlane. Yeah. Um, and we I can, really And like I should mention, that. by the way, I don't mean to cut you off, but we, you can check out both of these on YouTube if you do a quick search. I think on your page, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were happy with Turf, though, yeah. to have it on your page. Like I that. like it. I like it a lot. I think it's weird. Um, yeah, I like should, weird things. Because the weird thing, like, because what well, I should say is that Turf is this, what it's actually dubbed, subtitled, a strange, silent short film. Yeah. And from what I could tell about it, it's your character comes to visit like a friend yeah, at her house exactly. and your friend's character is like losing her mind yep. and the house that they're in is really run down there. Yep. There are certain shots that look like they were from the Blair Witch project. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of, so, t- we kind of talked about for that. I mean, number one, that house uh, was super creepy and okay. had the weirdest vibe ever. Yeah. And uh, the guy who shot it actually lived there with his dad. And I was like, have a lot of people died in this house? And he was like, yeah, well, this is this house has been in my family for a long time, so probably about eight different people have died here. They've all been my family members. I was like, cool, yeah, I, yeah, I feel that. That feels weird. Um, but yeah, you totally got it. That's exactly what all of that is. Was, was there, so was it looked at, so it was supposed to be a silent film from the start. Okay, yes. because it looked like there was a lot of dialogue. Yeah. No, it was supposed to be like that. And I guess it, I guess sort of the idea of it was um, if I had stayed longer, if I hadn't left in the morning after that first weird night, um, like it would have been a horror film, basically, that maybe okay. like stuff would have, weird things would have transpired. Um, but yeah, I like shave off, yeah. I shave off her eyebrow in it. Well, or or you asleep. try to, I think. Yeah. It's... When you look, if you go back and watch, you can see when we're she's eating the pancakes and looking at me super weird. She's like missing a chunk of her eyebrow. <laughs> so that wasn't was that supposed to happen like that? Yeah. Oh boy. So it was it was a weird that was a super weird uh, weekend that we filmed that, but I really liked it. I mean, it's kind of funny because I I applied for that. Mm. Um, I don't even know when we filmed. I guess that was my first year of being here. Um, but the director, when I went to the audition, he was like, I, I just want you to know that I really like, um, your bags underneath your eyes. And that's why <laughs> I called you wow, in. That's, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make a good impression on this girl. 
You know, you look really tired. No, but he, I was like, okay, I mean, you can like whatever you like about my face as long as you like it. Like, um, no, but he, I was like, well, yeah, um, well, my grandma's Italian, so, you know, she, Mm. (laughs) so we all kind of have like the same, like, bags, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yeah, I really like them. I was like, cool, this is going to be a cool experience. He's like, so, I mean, I pretty much just want to cast you. And I was like, great. So, I mean. Um, whatever he liked about my face, uh, it got me cast. And right um, Sarah Hess, the other girl in it, she lives, she's by coastal, but mostly lives in LA now, and she's always doing a lot of cool stuff too. Mm. Um, so like, so once in a while, you will, you won't dismiss something kind of in the strange and weird like that. I I prefer it honestly. Mm. Um, cool. But I really I really, you know, feel like when people are making things they're not usually trying to make weird things. Mm. Um, but if I see something, if, if I see a breakdown um, and it seems weird, I'll usually say something in, in my response to them. Like, hey, I'm always excited to meet like, like-minded artists and this mm. looks weird and I'm super into that. So I usually like try to tell people if I, if I recognize something and what they've typed up um, that speaks to me, I try to tell them what that is. Um, but yeah, I don't really apply to too many auditions i'll go through a phase where i'll do like a um big apply to like 10 different mm. 20 different projects but mostly it's at this point people just seemed, ask me to audition if yeah they, if i think like at me. this point they they probably know too especially because of your production company because you're you know self-starting with yeah. a lot of things that you know if 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 you're already doing that then you probably don't really have time to do the usual actor rigmarole yeah I mean, the good thing is, like, I make I make the schedule for my shoots. So yeah. if if someone if I'm casting something, then I'll I'll plan a shoot around that. If mm. I'm if they ask me when I'm available, I'll tell them the yeah. weeks I'm not doing stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I I do. Um, lately, I've been trying to get back into like the hustle and grind of like actor life by doing more like classes at one on one and sitting down with more casting directors who haven't seen me before and just mm. trying to develop relationships with people who either haven't auditioned me a whole lot or, or don't know me yet know. um just to how, expand the network hmm. and then how did uh so and then um uh i'm writing the d with dr seeds yeah it was sarah is, and audrey <laughs> yeah so did they come to you with that like what was that process like because i think sarah told me she kind of came up with the character first totally she um Sarah came, Sarah and Audrey and David Russo, mm-hmm. yeah, they were already attached to it. Um, Sarah approached me about it um, and said, I would love for you to help me produce this, and mm-hmm. I would love uh, for you to act in it. And um, I originally met Sarah and Audrey. I produced a TV pilot with Andrea Kafori, my best friend. Okay. Um, I produced a TV pilot uh, called 20-something. Okay. And... Audrey and Sarah came to the premiere party for it. Okay. So that's how I first met them. They yeah. were just at the premiere party. And it's hard not to notice them. <laughs> and I just <laughs> love them. I thought they were so cool. Mm. Um, and so we just started doing like lunches, the three of us, mm-hmm. um, where we'd like talk about projects. And, you know, it didn't happen until this project that we were all free at the same time. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, Sarah sent me the scripts. I thought they were utterly weird. <laughs> and. Um, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm on board. It's like, like there are times watching that show where it's like, 
should I laugh here? I'm yeah, not sure. it's so weird. It's really funny to me, like, just my friends or just, like, people I know or my neighbors that I'm Facebook friends with, like, who thinks what is funny? Because I have yeah. some friends who are like, I'm obsessed with Awful Terrible Lizards. It's so funny. And then I have other friends who are like, writing the D with Dr. Seeds. Like, that's my favorite thing you've posted this summer. I think it's so good. Yeah. So it's like, it's always really funny to me, like, what, like, sticks. Like, everyone has such different comedy yeah. tastes that and, and you so, never know. And uh, was it basically, did was it understood that you would be the, uh, the, the, the sort of uh, expecting woman yeah. on the subway? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we should say that uh, Lindsay is in episode two of Riding the D with Dr. Yeah. Seeds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think I was... it looks real. It looks like I'm really pregnant. <laughs> they, they did it. They got you a good belly. It was, I think, I think Sarah got it, uh, from Target. Target, the French department store. Um, but. Yeah, it, I gotta always look at the accent on that. It was super, it was super cheap. And we were like, we don't know if this is going to look good or not. And then it came and it looked great. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad we only paid $10 for this instead of shelling out for like a $30 belly when this one looks great. Um, but yeah, people thought it was real and you could tell when we were filming, people were really afraid like for me and like, I have to fall down. I have to fall down on the subway. And I told everyone before we did that part on the subway car, I was like, I'm not really pregnant. Yeah, Cause uh, the thing that Sarah was telling me, so there were some people who were actually hired to look like they were just subway people, but were there actually people that were just there on the subway yeah. too? Yeah, because we didn't want to... I mean, we shot all weekend, yeah. and like we didn't want to it's make people to move. It's tough to do that, because like, I, I, I was a producer on a pilot where we had just one quick scene on a subway, and it was just like, oh, it was like so tense to try oh, to get it Oh, it was terrifying. Done. I was... I'm a planner, so I was very stressed out about the shoot up until then because I just didn't know well, cause what, what was like, going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, what if, like, uh, you never know if, like, a plainclothes cop or something will come up and, yeah. you know, technically there's only, like, I think actually one... Oh, I, we should say that, you know, it's, uh, you know, this was done... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But we, didn't, point, we didn't have permits. Yeah. And so, like, if uh, if anyone would have come up to us, we would have had to cancel everything. Um, they have they recently passed laws that sound sound guys aren't allowed to have their sound equipment in the they're subway. They're not allowed. Because oh. it can, uh, a boom can be used as a weapon. So it's now considered a weapon. <laughs> which I guess you oh, could man. smack. Oh, like, man, like you're some kind of super villain in a comic book. My boom will become a gun. Yeah, exactly. A little boomstick. So that that super freaked us out because our also our sound guy was like, I don't want to get my... Like it was something that had just passed like that month. He's like, I don't want to get my sound equipment confiscated. One of my friends just got his stuff taken away from him. Mm. Um, so just so many factors like kept piling up. I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to go. It's really freaking me out. And it was perfect. We had a perfect shoot. Um, so I'm yeah, happy. I was going to say, and some of it, like, there was some elaborate camera work because, uh, you know, and I've worked with Clark a few times, and he's, uh, he's, great. he's kind of Clark a wizard. Uh, but that's... Yeah, that's so that was so good. I hope, uh, and I think Sarah said you might that hopefully she'll do some more, and that would be kind of cool. I would love for us to do some more. Um, I know that I want to try to get Sarah involved with Awful Terrible Lizards if we do shoot more, like maybe having her come on as a production manager or something, because that girl just has the energy to get things done. Yeah, and I super appreciate that because that's how I feel like I am, and I gave Sarah a to do list. 
um, mm. for the shoot. Like, you know, I always make to-do lists for yeah. people so that you know you have to do this, you know you have to do this. And I gave it to Sarah. I typed it up. I sent it over. And then later that night, she was like, okay, so I finished everything on the to-do list. What's next? And I was like, no, girl, that was like your to-do list for like the next month. <laughs> she was like, oh, I thought it was like for today. I was like, you seriously did all that stuff today? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, you want to help me with my to-do list? Oh, man. And so, you know, I just always appreciate when people are so excited to go above and beyond for um, whatever you're working on together. Um, and I also feel like um, Sarah and Audrey and David did a great job with, like, the social media aspects of yeah. releasing Dr. Seeds and, like, the little photos and the promos and, and all that. So I really like what they, they did with that. Right on, right on. They're so, cool girls. Yeah, so um, I don't know, is there any, what, what other new stuff can you maybe talk about that's coming up soon that, uh, in the world of Lindsay Elizabeth Hand? Um, new stuff coming up. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to start shooting some comedy sketches coming up. Mm. Um, so Is that with UCB or sort of separate? I'm going to use a bunch of UCB people. Okay. Um, and I just shot something uh, this past weekend that I think is going to be really funny. Um, Alex Estrada wrote a parody for Flashdance. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the final... I'm sure everyone has watched Flashdance, but if not, it's a dance movie. And the So, <laughs> without saying too much, you get a little bit soaked, I imagine. <laughs> the, is that yeah. a right guess? Ballpark? Um, luckily, no. So, for... <laughs> <laughs> not in this... You know, part two of the video. Okay. Yes, but... Uh, but there's a lot of moving, though. Yes, the, it's the final scene of Flashdance where she's auditioning for the scary sort of panel of judges. And um, so we tried to do an almost exact replica and shoot it shot for okay. shot. And uh, we had a really great girl, uh, Christine uh, Blin. So she was our dancer. She's terrific and does a lot of stuff at UCB. Uh, who else was in it? Lauren Brickman, Stephen McCarthy... Um, they also do a lot of stuff at Upright Citizens and the Pit, so I think we have like a lot of funny people in it. And so we should—that should be coming out this upcoming month. Um, cool. Other projects coming up. I'm right now. We're trying to raise some money uh, through like different meetings and stuff um, for, for a feature awful. film. Oh, for a feature. Okay. Yeah, it's called Summer of Love, and I'll be doing that with Andrea. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, a couple of things coming up, but. Mostly, I just want to try to make more Awful Terrible Lizard videos and get that out there. We've had some really uh, good meetings for that. Um, you know, I've gone out to L.A. a couple of times the last year uh, for pitch meetings, and um, we actually, with FX, made it to their sort of, like, executive round oh. where they sit around with their executives and they read the script and talk about it without you there. Mm. So we got it that far, and um, they wanted it to be weirder. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so, not, you know, we, hey, we're, we're the network that put Elijah Wood with a dog, yeah. a dog man. We need weird. Yeah, they needed it weirder. So they, they passed on it, but still, oh. like, we have all their contacts and stuff. But still, though, that, that must be really encouraging to get it that. It felt far. really good, because ironically enough, like, the same month, um, Amazon told us it was too weird. <laughs> so, oh. you know, it's, it's just going to be right for someone. Sweet. eventually um but yeah so amazon was very sweet though and actually let us submit like other pilots that we had written and stuff so yeah. you know all these meetings are good things regardless of if they if they want to pick up the show it's still people who are in our industry reading your work and giving you feedback yeah. and um so yeah i'm i'm super excited to see what what happens with the the rest of the year 
Right on, right on. And uh, so if you want, like I said before, if you want to check out more of uh, everything going on in Lizzie Elizabeth Hands, Lindsay Elizabeth Hands life, <laughs> I, I got to pronounce that right. I got to enunciate as a podcaster. Uh, you can go to lindsayelizabethhand.com, and uh, you also have a Facebook page, right? Yes. Um, uh, all the links to everything, my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my They're Vimeo. They're all the same name. I think, my, I think my IMDb page, it's all on my website. I think your Instagram is lindsay underscore. underscore hand. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. I now have over 3,000 followers. You, yeah. <laughs> So I'm you gotta do the that. you gotta do the gram, as they say. I'm gonna gram it. Yeah, uh, whatever, I'm gonna gram whatever this whatever later. That is. Um, <laughs> You're good with the lingo. You're good with the I, lingo. I, uh, I try. I gotta st- stick with the social media stuff. It's yeah, so all the links crazy. for stuff are on the website. So yes, and uh, yeah, and like I said, awful terrible lizards. Uh, it's YouTube, but it's also Vimeo. We have the we have the trailers on Vimeo and okay. um, we have a good amount of views on our Vimeo trailers, but we just decided to put it on YouTube because people can watch it on their phones and not everyone has the Vimeo app on their phone, so we decided it would be better. Yes, and uh, and of course if you end up getting the song stuck in your head, you know that's just how it goes sometimes <laughs> for the theme song. And uh, and I think that's it for today with uh, the wages of cinema with uh, our local vocal. I'm really happy you were able to be on the show. With Thank me. you so much for inviting me. Yeah, and uh, and just remember the wages of cinema is death. Have a good day. <laughs>